Coming up on this week's edition of Next Year, the Detour, Jimmy and I talk about the 2021 Major League season, making our top four predictions for the year, going all the way down to our World Series picks. And also, we talk about where we've been for the last couple months and highlight some things going on in our real lives. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's edition of Next Year, the Detour. been a minute and for a lot of reasons but opening day is one sleep away you know it's kind of like the night before Christmas and I really don't know where to start but I guess we can kind of just acknowledge where we've been for the last couple months if you want to open us up with what you've been up to because I think the first half of this episode we can kind of just catch people up on what's been going on in our real lives yeah man it's it's been kind of weird because you know spring training seems like it's been going on forever yeah and I'm kind of at the point, I mean, again, like you said, thankfully it's opening days tomorrow, but I was kind of at the point where it's like, I kind of don't really care about yeah. these games anymore. <laughs> you know, like I watch, I watch more from, from my side, Yankees baseball from whatever was like March 1st when it started to like March 10th. Yeah. Then I have like March 10th to March 31st now, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so I think it, it's been kind of weird because it's like, oh geez, like opening days tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like I almost like forgot. In fact, yeah. somebody at my work who's a big baseball fan talked to me about it. He's like, he's like, hey, opening day tomorrow, like, you know, obviously a ton of games. He goes yeah. like, oh, you're going to watch it? I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. of course I'm going to watch. Like, yeah. I almost, you know, it's like I almost yeah. forgot. But I think a part of that is is just kind of my apathy yeah. almost over, like, spring trading kind of taking forever. But also, like you said, we've been we've been pretty busy. Yeah. Um, I got my own team. I got a coach now. Yeah. So that's kind of my priority over watching Yankee games. I'm uh, – Coaching at Santa Barbara High right now. I'm coaching the Frosh team. We're two and zero. We play uh, your alumni Rigetti High School tomorrow, um, so that should be a fun one. Uh, going to Rigetti, and uh, spoiler spoiler alert. Hopefully, you don't publish this too early and nobody hears it. But we're gonna throw uh, seven different guys oh, for all shit. seven innings tomorrow. Right. It's gonna be a fun one. We're gonna piece it together like the Padres. And, right and <laughs> hopefully, yeah. hopefully a little yeah. different result. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm hoping you take it to these guys, and I'm hoping people that are getting listen listen to that. I, I have I have very very few positive feelings for 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 the Rigetti baseball program. I say outside of the coach that I told you about, right. yeah, shout out to Coach Harlow. I'd say everyone else over there. I'm hoping you hammer those guys by double digits. Us too, yeah. man. Um, but yeah, no. Hopefully it'll be a good one tomorrow. Um, yeah, just been really busy with work and other things, but that's that's normal. But. Mm-hmm. You know, just coaching baseball now, and especially frosh guys, is almost like a full time job in itself. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and you know, there's field problems all the time, and I gotta make the lineup, and there's just so much more to managing. That's, um, I don't know, that I feel like that I go into every game or every yeah. practice or whatever that I didn't realize until I actually started doing it. I have a funny um, question. I'm kind of gonna put you on the spot because I actually don't think you can answer me like 100% specifically. Good. So it's your first time being, you know, a, a head coach of anything. Mm-hmm. Are your signs complicated, dude? They, they're so easy. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Again, I'm not gonna <laughs> say. Else, is it just like South Bradley hitting school or? Wait, wait what's that? We have so like well, like we had that. There was a, a, a street in Santa Maria, South Bradley, mm-hmm. and our our signs were South Bradley hitting school. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry about my phone ringing. You're gonna have to <laughs> excuse the people at home. I uh, sorry about that, but um, it was like touches to like a nose and it would be like South Bradley hitting school 
and it would be steal, bot, hit and run, squeeze based on number of touches. Oh my god! And yeah, even okay. that was confusing for fifteen year olds. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Are you simpler than that? Put it that way. Uh, probably. All right. Yeah. See, and that's that's the thing. Like when I when we first started doing signs, mm-hmm. I was like, guys, like, you know, this means steal. This means bunt. This like yeah. this is so easy. This is the easiest thing we do. This is the easiest thing we have to think about. Yeah. You don't have to make a play. You literally just have to look at me yeah. and then think. Yeah, like it's not that hard. <laughs> and so I think once we kind of instilled yeah. that in them, and I practice, I practice it with them before every game. Like we mm-hmm. go over signs before every game. Um, but yeah, after that, it's been it's been pretty simple. But yeah, I mean that's like that's something that I had to create. Yeah. Or like first and third signs. Like yeah. first and third. I don't even have to create the plays themselves because yeah. mm-hmm. we kind of just pick off of varsity. Mm-hmm. But bunt defense signs, first and third signs. Yeah. Like there's just so much that goes into it, like behind the scenes that I don't know. You don't really think about it until it's game one. Yeah. And then you go, oh, geez, like we have to yeah. create a system here. Yeah. Um, and especially during COVID now, like mm-hmm. I didn't get to practice with these guys until honestly a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Like we weren't our own separate team until yeah, yeah, yeah. the beginning of March. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. That's another kind of weird revelation. But hey, we're two and zero, so yeah. <laughs> hopefully three and zero after tomorrow. So that'll be that'll be kind of an interesting test to see how we're doing. I think when you're on offense, are you the third base coach? Yeah. Have mm-hmm. you have you tried to? And if you have tried to, have you successfully picked the catcher sign yet? I have not. See, that's another thing. Yeah. So I thankfully have an assistant coach. Gotcha. And he's great. He's 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 one of the dads of one of my players. So he's coached all like most of the guys gotcha. on the team before. And he's a really good coach too. Like he knows what he's doing. But even just with two coaches, it's like I have so much going on that I can't even think about. Yeah. Like I, that was yeah. one of the things that yeah. I was like, I was like, dude, yeah, I'm gonna like pick up. No, on, I know because you said like that kind of guy. Yeah. 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 In fact, it was so it was so funny. I don't even care about those playbooks, but they had they were hitting against us, and the third base coach is the only one out there. Yeah. He's the only coach. He gave signs, and then the batter in the box, t- like very obviously, like touches the top of his helmet, so, like, and I'm so like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, it's a hit run. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, was like, it was so obvious, yeah. and like so, there's stuff like that when it's just blatant that I yeah. can pick up on, um, or when the catch or when the pitcher shakes like off the sides because yeah. of like, hey, sit back, like, yeah. you know. But no, there's there's stuff that I have to make sure, hey, like Adriano, like. Go warm up now. Like, I'm yelling across the field to yeah. like, my guys to warm up or whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's just so much going on that I can't really do that stuff. But hopefully once I kind of settle into the group yeah. of things more, I will. Has but, there been anything that has surprised you? I, I think it's kind of a vague question. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you, you go into it not, ex- not knowing what to expect, but having obviously played baseball within the last few years mm-hmm. for your whole life, I feel like with at least a general idea. So is there anything that's caught you off guard? Is like, man, like, this is tough. Or is this just different than I thought? Mm-hmm. Uh, to kind of quote a Yankees reference here, dude, my guys are savages in the box. <laughs> like, my dudes grind yeah. down at bats. And, like, we, like, the first two games, each game I can only think of a handful of times that we swung at a pitch outside of the zone. Like, my dudes take walks. Nice. Yeah. Like, like we go 0-2 and then we go 3-2. Like, my dudes fight in the box, bro. Like, it, and I'm really proud of them for that because we faced a pretty good pitcher uh, on Saturday against those Pueblos. And we tagged him for five runs in three innings. He, mm-hmm. He's probably like the best pitcher we might face. Yeah. But the thing with them was we had nobody on with two outs. Mm-hmm. And then we loaded the bases. 
our seven, eight, nine guys loaded the bases, all took walks. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, dude, what other freshman team do you have? The yeah. seven, eight, nine guys yeah. like grind out at bats, and he, we made him throw 75 pitches in three innings mm. when he was like, their guy. He was yeah. one out away from going like 15 pitches, yeah. and he wound up going like 35 that inning. So I think my guys are just like really like game smart. Mm-hmm. Like, admittedly, they don't have some of the highest baseball IQ that yeah. I've seen, but they're just really like game smart. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's a little bit of a, of a product of me coaching, but it's a little yeah. bit of them just knowing like how to play. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, just having like a lot of these guys just have a natural in- instinct of like the strike zone, or um, we had three really good double cuts on Saturday yeah. that like stopped the runner from going to third or like stopped the guy from getting inside the park home run and we won by two runs. Yeah. So it's like those 90 feet three yeah. times like won us the game. Mm-hmm. And th- we just do a lot of really little things like really, really well. Mm-hmm. We hit our cuts. We do a really good pregame. We're at eight minutes every time we do a pregame right. for the first two times. <laughs> like like these guys really like lock it in for game day and focus mm-hmm. really well, which yes. I didn't expect yeah. freshmen to do. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think on top of that, it's also just really hard, like navigating a lineup. Like that surprised me more than I thought it would. Like, oh, you just plug in like some dude in the fourth inning, and then that's how like my split time with my guys, so everybody gets like an at bat. It's like all those substitutions, especially with re-entering, mm-hmm. is a lot harder than I thought. Like I swear, it's harder to manage at the frosh level than it is the MLB. Yeah, because yeah. all the substitutions, like I need to get guys in. Like I need to have my guys develop. I need everybody to play for the yeah. most part. And re-entry is so hard to figure out sometimes. Yeah. Like, double switching, like, three times in a game. Like, yeah. it's hard, dude. And so, I don't know. Just, I'm kind of rambling. But there's a, no. there's a lot of stuff that's, like, really fun about it. But it's it's definitely a challenge for sure. Yeah. No, it's funny because I know you and I talked about when when uh, you were thinking about the season starting. And it was just stressing that, like, guys, walking is cool. Yeah. Like, like it made me think. <laughs> I, I wanted to tell you about this. And, like, I, I know my dad's going to listen. And I don't, like, this isn't a, a, a jab at my dad. You know, one of my favorite people in the world. And... It wasn't just him, but it was every single Little League coach I had would, and they, you know, honestly, all the way through Babe Ruth, like, there was a quote that, that they would always say, hey, we don't want to walk, we want to hit. Like, hey, we're, we're not looking for walks up there. And, like, you know, 10 years later, I just, I don't I get this wave of depression over me, and I'm just like, that's just not true. Yeah. Like, you just want to get on base. Like, like, and it makes me think about how weird it's going to be to tell, you know, my kid 10, 15 years from now, like, hey, if you walk, that's awesome. Like, yeah. walking will get you far in baseball. And obviously, we'll learn how to hit balls in the strike zone. But if it's out of the strike zone, never swing. Like, I remember seeing talented, talented kids. And I'm sure you grew up with kids like this. But, like, if they would get walked on four straight pitches or, like, you know, on a 3-1 count, they would, like, frustratingly walk to first yeah, like base. And when I see that now, I'm, like, low baseball IQ. Walking yeah. is dope. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, and, like, I know you and me are, like, it's, like, when we see our guys work on long walk in October, we're, like, let's go! Yeah. Like, dude, walks are rallies. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and see, that's exactly how I tell them, too. I remember I always tell them I, I want them to watch uh, Giancarlo Stanton took a walk in game one of the ALDS against the Twins in 2019. Mm. And he, he like, threw the bat down. <laughs> like, he looked, like, annoyed that the yeah. pitcher, like, pitched around him, you know? Yeah. And I had one of my guys that got hit by a 3-1 pitch in the foot. Um, his name's Mikey. Mikey is probably not listening, but if you are, that was pretty sweet. He got hit up by a pitch of the foot, and dude just kind of like like rolled his eyes and just like threw the bat to first. Like, dang, like this dude won't even pitch to me. Like this dude scared of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's what I try to instill in them. Is like, yeah. guys, like if you take a walk, yeah. like you, that's almost better than yeah. a single Honestly. because you extended the pitcher's pitch count more than it would be. Yep. And like you kind of just like 
I don't want to say on the air, but you big blanked him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> like it's like, dude, like you yeah. don't even want to pitch to me. You're scared to pitch exactly. to me. You can't even yeah. throw strikes. You're so uh-huh. nervous right now. Yeah. Like that's that's a funny way to think about it. If the pitcher's if the pitcher's afraid to give up a double or an extra base hit, he can give you a single. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. And I have some dudes on my team too that steal like clockwork. Yeah. And so I tell there's two kids on my team that I say, hey man, when you walk, that's a triple. Yeah. Because you steal second, then you steal third. Yeah. Like easy, dude. And so actually, what that one kid. He went 0 for 1 with three walks in the first game. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, Jimmy, like, kind of joking. He's like, my batting average is zero. And I go, oh, well, your on-base percentage is 750. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're, like, yeah, you're like, shut up, kid. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, if you, like basically, your slugging percentage is whatever. Because he, he stole second and stole third. Yeah, on the yeah, OPS pitches. 715 on all the hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, that's fine. Like, that's tough even. So, I don't know. It's been a lot of fun. And, and, and we got Rigetti tomorrow. And then we play uh, Royal on uh, Monday right. and Royal and Simi Valley so yeah. that'll be like a pretty good test and then kind of last thing we played more uh, more park a uh, month from yesterday so oh, my wow. my alumni yeah. we're gonna go to more park and play that, that might be the best team we play so yeah. it'll be a fun little homecoming for me and be a good test to see how good yeah. my guys are um but yeah enough about me man what's what's been going on with you recently yeah crazy stuff man like I, I think I, I I joked and I, t- I talked about on the podcast a lot that you know, I was wrapping burritos during the entire Dodgers World Series run, mm-hmm. and I guess, I don't know, I'll kind of, like, share my heart a little bit, is, like, like when the Dodgers won it all, like, I was on top of the world, you know, and I, I think about two weeks after, like, I, I realized how depressed I was, because, like, not that, and, like, I'd say as months has passed, like, nothing can take away the high of winning the World Series, but I think that was such a good distraction during what, for me, was probably, like, the hardest part of the pandemic, mm-hmm. that, like, I had, like, like a breakdown. And just realize, like, man, just, like, really unfulfilled with everything that's going on right now. You know, first year post-grad, love sports more than anything, and got a degree, but nothing going on. And like I was, a lot of us, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was feeling kind of extra lonely, even heading into January. So there was, like, a, I'd say a good month and a half, two months after the World Series, where things were just, I don't know, just stagnant. Like, you know, what's life after graduating college and after the Dodgers win the World Series? Like, you never think about what life is like after your team wins it all. It's kind of like mm-hmm. the moment that, you know, <laughs> your life's supposed to roll credits. And my, my girlfriend pressures me, not pressures me, but like in a good way, like nudges me, like, like go see your friends this weekend. Like, because like my, like my best friend lives in Long Beach, which is about, you know, three and a half hours away from, from uh, where, where I live in Santa Maria. And that weekend, I drove down, saw my best friend who just got married recently, so I got to be his best man. And honestly, I feel like that's where like I started to pull myself out of a rut that was kind of like a pandemic-long depression. So it was kind of cool that while I'm down there and I feel like you know I'm starting to come back to life, I get a text from a buddy of mine who I've actually had on this podcast like three or four times. His name is Tim Heiduk, uh, Westmont grad. He was conference soccer player of the year, his senior year. Grew up in Goleta, like Mr. Westmont guy. So it was pretty easy for him. He landed a job as the sports information assistant at our alma mater, Westmont College. And he was a year older than me. So he is, he had that job since about halfway through my senior year. And we've stayed in touch. You know, really good guy, really good friend. And he texted me when I was down there in Long Beach, middle of January. And he, he said, hey, man, I just, I just wanted to let you know that uh, uh, I just got offered a job at the Masters uh, university in uh in santa clarita and i'm gonna take it and and i just freeze because I, like my first text to him and my first thought is hey man like, congratulations like that's big and then my second thought was can i apply for your job yeah. <laughs> like i'm thinking there there is an open spot at honestly probably my favorite place in the world 
a resume builder, like a foot in the door, a first job. So I apply for it and a couple weeks pass. And as those couple weeks go by, like I've gone suit shopping with my dad, like we're, we're getting ready for, for job hunt season, you know, like I, I, I kind of see an end in sight maybe. And like I said, I don't hear anything for, I think about 10 days. And then I get an email from an HR woman from Westmont who, who wants to do a phone interview and that phone interview happens. And, and I think it goes pretty well. Like, you know, she's basically just calling just to make sure that I'm not crazy, but it's still like, I, I still felt good energy. Like there was a good chance this was going to happen. And what happens is my suit is going to be ready on Friday for interviews that I think are going to happen like the next Monday because this phone interview would happen like a Tuesday prior to those things. So I have this thing Tuesday and the next Wednesday I have my full long day at Chipotle. And honestly, it was just a really hard day and it's, it was nothing about anyone in there or customers, but it was just like kind of the epitome of how unfulfilled I had been. And I get off work after like an eight to you know four o'clock and I get in my car and my old boss, our head sports information director, Ron Smith, had texted me and he says, Jacob, are you available to Zoom today? And I was like, dang, like that's either really good or really bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, is, if that's, is this moving in 24 hours? Mm-hmm. And like, I'm thinking, man, I don't have a suit or anything. So I go home and I throw whatever, you know, thrift shop stuff I have. And I get on Zoom with my old boss who I had for a couple of years, you know, gave me my first opportunity to broadcast. And I think I've, I've told that story on this podcast before. And just honestly, one of the best people you'll ever meet. So just talking to him and seeing the energy he met me with as soon as I got on Zoom made me feel really comfortable. And as we, we started talking, I, I realized, like, I, I think I'm going to get this job. Because what happens is what I thought was going to be him asking me a lot of questions was this kind of hour and a half Zoom meeting where he was just telling me the responsibilities of the job. And I was like, that's so I have it. I was, yeah. like, that, I was like, that sounds pretty good. And then formally, what happened is he, he called me the next night and he offered me the job at Westmont. And since, really cool thing actually, since February 19th, which was my 23rd birthday, I had been the sports information assistant at Westmont College. So I've been Getting to be back at Westmont, which is the genesis of this podcast. You know, that's where the next year kind of theme came into my life. And I've been getting to cover every single sport Westmont has to offer. And it's honestly been the one saving grace of the pandemic is that all the sports for the NEIA are happening in the spring. So we are covering like basketball just ended and our women's team just won the national championship. And then we have soccer going on with postseason about to start. We have swim volleyball baseball track and field so we're busy setting up and producing broadcasts writing articles and press releases on the daily and you know i'm, I'm kind of rambling but man it's just like the happiest i've been i feel like for me probably since the pandemic started because the dodgers winning the world series as much as i want to take ownership of that it had nothing to do with me so as far as having something to feel really good and fulfilled about it's it's just been so wild getting to be back at Westmont where my girlfriend is still a senior and a member of the athletics there on the swim team and then getting to move back to Santa Barbara on my own for the first time, getting to, you know, reconnect with some of my friends that are still seniors there, getting to be close to you or, you know, I appreciate you. You let me sleep on your couch for numerous times while I was just getting situated and yeah, just being back. I don't know. Santa Barbara feels like it's, I don't know, it's called to me for years and getting to stick around and start real life. You know, if, you know, these are the easier parts still in our early 20s, but within the first year of graduating to have 
full-time job and that like what i what i said it's probably my favorite place in the world it's been crazy mm-hmm. well i got two things i gotta say one it's it's really nice you know you said santa barbara was like calling you mm-hmm. i felt you know we both went to school here obviously mm-hmm. we both grew up about an hour away mm-hmm. and just in opposite directions mm-hmm. but it's like it, it feels really sweet when you have like your own place in santa barbara mm-hmm. doesn't it you know it's like I pay for a spot at Santa Barbara. Like I pay my rent. Like yeah, it's expensive, yeah. but like I do this. Like I, by my own means, live in Santa Barbara. It's like that's like a really, really cool yeah. feeling, and that's what that really hit me in September or whatever it was. Yeah. And I'm sure, yeah, you're, you know, like you said, you're kind of going through the same thing right now, which is, which is sweet. Yeah. Um, second off, it's something you said way back at the beginning that I never really like considered as like kind of like a post championship depression. Mm-hmm. It's like sweet, you know. The Dodgers win, yeah. you know. We sweep, we sweep the Padres. We, you know, come back down three one. Bellinger hits the the home run in Game Seven, like all that. And then with all the highs and lows of the World Series, you know, you win Game Six with you know Mookie triumphantly screaming into the air in the bottom of the eighth inning, like just the epitome of that season, the epitome yeah. of why he signed the extension with your team. And then it's like, yeah. well, that's like. That was like the last inning. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's yeah. no like resolution. Yeah. It's just like, that's the last inning and that's then it, it. that's it. So it's like, I don't know. That, that's kind of like a weird mm-hmm. feeling. Obviously, it's better than being on the opposite end and like losing. Yeah. You know, the past however many years it's been for both of us. But it's like even winning, it's like, well, cool. You kind of go through that. But then there's no baseball for yeah. three months, four months. So it's like, oh, cool. This was like my identity for a month, yeah. you know, for October. Yeah. Every October, I don't care about anything but the Yankees. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, <laughs> and even like during the season, it's like, well, no matter what's going on in my life, like there's a Yankee game that, that exactly. I need to watch tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a Dodger game I need yeah. to watch tonight. I need to hear Joe Davis tonight. Exactly. You know, yes. I got to hear the John Sterling calls for tonight. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. like yeah. there is some form of identity mm-hmm. for six months and then your whole identity for yeah. one month. And then nothing for like four months. Yeah. And especially, you know, with COVID, with you and I both trying to find our feet with like some more solidifying yeah. jobs and all of that. It's just like, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a weird kind of like climax yeah. without a resolution. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a climax and then like the movie ends like on a yeah. cliffhanger kind of, or not like a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. but you get the, you get the yeah. point of what I'm saying. But I, I think it's great that like, even before the season restarted that like you can find kind of that job like i don't want to go so far as say like purpose in life but just kind of like build off of like you said kind of yeah. like a, a good resume builder a good foot in the door like you feel like you're kind of in the right yeah. direction now versus if you were just you know wrapping burritos for five yeah. months after the dodgers win the world series it's like yeah. well like you know cool the dodgers won the world series but like what's what am i doing to yeah to do, mm-hmm. you know, to win my World Series, exactly. to be like super exactly. cliche yeah. and cheesy, no, but no. no, I think to be honest, like it, it has been such an impactful thing that it's kind of hard not be romantic about, and mm-hmm. it's it's the first time I feel like in so long that I've had something to be romantic about in my life, mm-hmm. as opposed to just the Dodgers, yeah. you know, and like that's been so cool because I think the thing is I, I'm really hopeful that you know someday I, I would love to you know broadcast a major league game, but this is actually not something I wanted to say. I think what makes me just like feel super fulfilled and purposeful right now is this was actually I think back in December kind of within a month of that like you know d- depression that I had during the or after the World Series no more depression during the World Series <laughs> but uh afterwards it was I was kind of just like pouring my heart out to my girlfriend Kaylee 
and I came up with this, I guess, I don't know, sudden realization that as much as I fantasize about wanting to be behind a major league microphone, like at the end of the day, like in my heart, like I want to be on the call when Westmont punches their ticket to the World Series for the first time in program history. Mm. And to be back at Westmont, like I, I would love to do it honestly for a little bit. And I don't, I don't know how long that would take, but that's kind of like my mental gauge for however long I would I would be fortunate enough to keep the job. But I, I think that that's kind of the next thing I'm looking forward to. Is for one, it's such a fulfilling, wonderful community. And I'm looking forward to, I don't know, hopefully sticking around long enough for that to happen. That's sweet, man. Yeah. I, I think it's cool you're like going back to... Not like your roots, really, but kind yeah. of, you know, like you're going back to like no, but to the yeah. school you went to. Exactly. And like you saw like just a passion for mm-hmm. the school and for the athletics department. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're kind of like, uh, you know, you're working for some mm-hmm. school that you didn't go to or whatever. It's like you're working for your school. Yeah. So there's like a passion to your mm-hmm. job that might not not necessarily be there had it, would it, unless it was for, or if it was yeah. for a, I don't know, Azusa Pacific exactly, or Cal Lutheran yeah. or, or a similar school. Like I, like I really felt like that, uh, and I feel like, and you know, this might come off a little dramatic because you know, you know, child has is one thing, but I feel like my my life I feel like started when I started going to Westmont. Like you know, I met like my, my best friend Thomas. So I, mean, I I got to be his best man, you know, less than a month ago, and I got to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, which is you know, talk about baseball and sports and get paid to do that. And I say it's it's just really cool to I feel like pour back into the community that kind of poured into you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good way to put mm-hmm. it for sure. Yeah, man. Not enough, enough sappy stuff. We gotta, we, we gotta talk about twenty twenty one, man. The se- the season's coming up, and I think our top four for this week is just top four predictions or you know hot takes. But I like I like predictions because I'm serious about mine for the twenty twenty one major league season, and I think we're, we're saving that fourth one for our World Series winning prediction. So if you want to start us off with your first prediction for the 2021 major league season go for it yeah um kind of like a general one i don't know if this is even really going to make sense but i think with covid going on with basketball getting close mm-hmm. to wrapping up they have a super long postseason but and then football not being around until kind of late summer i think this is going to be like the biggest baseball season in terms of like fan consumption yeah. i don't know about like ratings yeah um but just like in consumption on so many levels in a really long time especially in the summertime when baseball is kind of the only sport going on for a couple months there um hopefully that'll be when covid's kind of like over yeah. too but i mean who knows um this thing's been kind of lingering around longer than i think yeah, a lot speaking of us out, we both got our first shots right yeah yeah it feels yeah. good it feels good Continue. i get my second shot uh two weeks from today i got my actually. i got my first one i mean my second one a week from today okay yeah, yeah. feels good yeah that'll that'll be nice mm-hmm. um yeah just i i think this is like if there is such a thing as good timing during covid yeah it's like good timing for a baseball season mm-hmm. to happen yeah. you know we have i think most stadiums except for the rangers most stadiums are about like 25 percent capacity 20 yeah. percent capacity so there's some fans in the stands. It'll be kind of cool to see that and just hear some noise or hear like very specific conversations, yeah. like you know, yeah. picking up by the crowd mics and all that. So that'll be fun. Um, but then hopefully by the summertime and then especially by like you know later in the season stretch and, and the playoffs, it's like we might have full stands yeah. by then. And, and I think that's just kind of really 
good for our sport. Mm-hmm. Not to get on the dark side of, of the stuff after the season that's going to happen, but I, I think for this season, I think baseball is, ironically enough, kind of in a good spot, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. So I guess I guess the, to just summarize my prediction is just that this is going to be like a good yeah. baseball season like for fans. I think players are going to like it a lot with fans back in the stands. Um, and I just think just more, again, more consumption on so many different levels. I think even you and I kind of lapsed a little bit last year. I mean, yeah. season started July 23rd or whatever it was. It's like, I don't know. So I, I just think it'll be a big season for baseball to kind of bounce back a yeah. little bit after last year. Yeah, I think it was a top four at the end of the regular season, maybe even at the end of the postseason last year when we talked about like takeaways from the year. And that actually kind of builds off. I remember one that I told you was that the game is in good shape. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the game's not in great shape because exactly what you were talking about is a lot of stuff after the season. But the game's, the game's in good shape, and I think we're, we're not, maybe not in the right direction, but we're in a good spot. Mm-hmm. So my, my first one is, is kind of a fun one. My, my first one is that Mookie Betts will hit the first home run of the year at Dodger Stadium, and he will hit the last home run of the Major League Baseball season. Okay. <laughs> so I have, I have had this fantasy, man, that is just crazy that, like, for the most part, it's actually come true. Like, I have talked about since the Dodgers traded for Mookie Betts and then the pandemic hit, I, and like, realistically knowing there wasn't going to be fans at Dodger Stadium in all 2020, I said, man, how crazy would it be if Mookie Betts' first game with Dodger fans at Dodger Stadium is the banner ceremony, getting the rings with the gold jerseys, and Mookie Betts hitting a home run in his first at-bat in the bottom of the first. So that's a prediction that that's going to happen because the gold jerseys and the ring ceremony, that's all happening, so I'm locking in. I want that on the record that I see that happening. And then Mookie Betts homered in the Red Sox clincher in 18, and he homered in the last home run of the Major League Baseball season last year, that home run in the bottom of the eighth. And I'm saying, you know, we'll, we'll get to that later, but I bet he'll do it again. Okay. Yeah. I think that would be like a good thing that you would want to put money on. Yeah. What <laughs> I, I just realized, or I just, I just found out what, like you can make a bet like yeah. that. I think it's called the Kuiper. Mm. Yeah, I heard it on John Boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think it's. I heard that today. Uh, on John Boy. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be a good like <laughs> Kuiper that you could make. I think like yeah. the odds makers would like put a line on it and yeah. you could bet on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be a good one. It's I a think. specific ass one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then my uh, number three, kind of a, a different turn, a uh, negative turn from my positive fourth one, um, is I think there's gonna be a ton of injuries again this year. And it kind of yeah. kind of a different way. Um, last year was a ton of pitchers, just yeah. because it's hard to get guys built up. Um, you know, in three weeks yeah. when you've been shut down for basically four months, um, and I think it's going to kind of be the same this year. I think a lot of teams are going to limit innings of guys because, regardless of how much you've thrown in your career, how much you threw in 2019, mm-hmm. 2019 is two years ago now. So I mean, I I don't know how many innings like a Garrett Cole threw. In a sixty-game season, yeah. but it's going—it's going to be less. Mm-hmm. Like you are going, or sorry, it's going to be more. Yeah, yeah. like like the buildup is is going to be a lot more stretched out. I don't mm-hmm. think we're going to see guys throw, honestly, six innings yeah. until like May. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I, I think teams are going to really slow play it, and I, I, maybe I'm just kind of saying this a little bit more cautiously as a Yankee fan, <laughs> but I think there's going to be a lot more rest days for the position players. I think we'll see a lot more caution on guys that have, I don't know, like a, a bum toe. Yeah. Like we might see those guys go on 10 day, yeah. you know, um, 
a pitcher that has a blister, Walker Buehler has problems with them. But like we might, I think it's a seven day now. Or no, it's a fifteen day. Yeah, it's seven days for the minors. Mm-hmm. Like we might see a, some fifteen day ILs. Yeah, especially for teams like the Dodgers who have deep, deep pitching staff. Seven, seven you know? starters. Yeah. So oh okay. Oh Kershaw, you know, rolled his ankle walking down the stairs. Okay. Let's say May. Yeah. <laughs> you get my point. Yeah. Like okay, fifteen day IL, yeah. whatever. Rest up for a couple weeks. Uh-huh. You know, everybody else will pick up your innings. You you don't have to waste your arm mm-hmm. your arm talent so much. Um, I think we'll see that a lot. I don't know. I'm not saying like actual injuries, but I'm saying more like stints or more like yeah, taking yeah. it easy on guys, which I guess is kind of a little bit of a of a Debbie Downer from a, a fan perspective. Um, but yeah, I I just think guy, teams are going to be taking it really easy. Guys might have a little bit more like kind of softer injuries throughout the season. Um, but I think once it comes to October, everybody's going to kind of be ramped up by yeah, then. And it should be a fine, you know, a regular season down the yeah. stretch. But just to start the season, I think it'll be a little bit different. Gotcha. My second one, I go straight to the throat. My, my second prediction for the 2021 season is that the Mets and the Padres will combine to win zero playoff games. <laughs> zero games in the postseason. Take that as you will. There's a lot of ways it could happen. So or, what's your wild card game then? That's what I, that's what I mean. Okay, I'm going to be honest. Again, I have one of those teams... I don't know which one against the Nationals. Okay. <laughs> I, think, I think people sleep on the Nationals, man. In a 162-game season with that rotation in that division, pitching wins. Mm-hmm. And I think while people are so hyped up on the Mets, the Mets have DeGrom and the Nationals have Scherzer, Corbin, and Strasburg. And to mm-hmm. me, I see them getting into the wild card game and winning the wild card game, setting up for a rematch with the Dodgers and the LDS. Okay. And I just think it'll be really funny that the Padres don't want to play our game this year. <laughs> like, it's nothing against the Mets, and it's everything against the Padres with that prediction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw a tweet. It was either the Dodgers surge or it was Bellinger World. One of those two guys. It's so funny. <laughs> but one of those two guys tweeted it. This is so true that the, Do- or sorry, the Padres' best season since the turn of the century resulted in them getting swept by their arch rivals who then went on to win the World Series. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, like, I don't know, dude. You and I are, are very staunch Padres haters. Yeah. But that does not get talked about enough. Yeah. That the Padres' best season, by the way, they got swept in the <laughs> real first round of the playoffs. Yeah. And then that team, who's their <laughs> biggest rivals, who they talk crap to the whole season, yeah. we coming for that ass, all that <laughs> stupid stuff. Exactly. They got swept by them, and then that team won the World Series. That's your best season in, in they, 20 years? And then in the offseason, you get louder. Yeah. 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 That's that's your best season in 20 years? Oh, okay. Yeah. That just couldn't be my team. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just couldn't be my team. Yeah. It's almost like, it's almost like, like, you know, I actually, I'm, I forget the saying. I was going to say some saying, but it's not even a real thing. But it's like, it's like people get tired of covering the winners. Yes. Like, we get tired, not we, but like the baseball media gets tired of talking about the Dodgers, that they talk about the Padres, that they talk about the Braves. Like, they talk about the teams that, like, are supposed to win but don't win because the team that actually is supposed to win and now has won is, like, oh, it's, like, too boring and lame of a story. Trevor Plouffe had a rare, terrible take the other day. Because I've been listening to their daily, Mm -hmm. you know, the the PPPs. I listened to the A on and on previews today. And the the one he had, or when John Boyd Media did the the Dodgers uh, PPP, TPP team program. Oh yeah, production. PPP is the player. Player, That's yeah. talking, I'm talking Yanks. Yanks yeah. So for the TPP, 
like Plouffe said, like, man, like, are the, are the Dodgers the bad guys now? And and the guys were like, what? And he's like, I mean, like, hey, if, you know, beginning of the season, like, I mean, if someone throws it like a Padres guy's head, like, I don't know, is the media going to frame the Dodgers as the bad guys? And I'm like, shut up, man. Like, I, I love Mason Plouffe. Like, I, I like reading Trevor Plouffe stuff. He's got a lot of good takes. Sequence is really cool, too. Yeah. And. But it's like purely oh, theoretical. The, 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 and like, plus, the Dodgers don't care about the Padres. Man. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 and I've said this for years, man. Like, I love the Giants because without the Giants, baseball history would not be as fun. The Dodgers mm-hmm. need the Giants. The Giants need the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. No one needs the Padres. Yeah. And the Dodgers just don't care. Like, there's a great saying that Oral Hershiser has, and it was about the Giants and the Dodgers back in his heyday. He said that the Dod- the Giants are trying to beat the Dodgers, and the Dodgers are trying to win the World Series. And like time has now shifted to where the Padres are trying to take that role. And if they want they, they they want that rivalry role, quote, they can have it. But the thing is, the Padres want to beat the Dodgers, and the Dodgers want to win a trophy at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I, I think. Um, oh man, I lost my train of thought just now. Oh yeah, Justin Turner's quote. Like I, I think he was trying to be nice. <laughs> Same with the quote was, but you know what I mean. I think he was trying to be nice. He, well, what did he say? We're going to play 19 World Series games against them? Yeah. And to me, like, now the meme is, like, over, which makes it so sad to me because I kind of start – I literally started this. You know I started this. The Padres play the Dodgers like it's game seven of the NLCS. Yes. The Dodgers play it like it's, a, it's at the 23rd. time, July 23rd regular season yeah. game, right? But now that Justin Turner said that, it's like, dude, like, you just ruined the whole thing, bro. Yeah, like, <laughs> don't, don't throw him a bone, man. Yeah. Like – because now what's funny is like if the Padres split with the Dodgers in a four game series in April, they're gonna be like, We're coming for the cake. Yeah. It's ours this year. Right. Yeah, it's like God <laughs> like turn around you and see the banner hanging. Yeah. You you probably have that for winning the West in two thousand sixteen. Go have the parade I mean, outside of outside of Petco again yeah, for that. <laughs> exactly. Go have, go have your Mickey Mouse parade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spring training World Series champions. That was a funny yeah. tweet too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so my number two um, I think for the first time in a long time, first time in maybe even the last like 20 years, the National League is significantly better than the American yeah. League. And, and well, that my prediction is that that's going yeah. to manifest yeah. itself yeah. In, in results pretty much, at least top heavy. Um, because we both know, you and I both know the NL Central doesn't have a good team. Um, but the West has the Dodgers, the Padres, and then the East has honestly, yeah. arguably five good teams. Yeah. I know yeah. people are really low on the Marlins this year. But like the schools ended a franchise in October. They, exactly, yeah. they they forced the Cubs into trading yes, their yes. best pitcher yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think I mean the Marlins maybe don't have the firepower for one sixty two that they did for sixty. But hey, I mean people slept on them last year and yeah. look what happened. Yeah, they had a fight so, tomorrow. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, and that's that's the worst team in that division. Yeah. The other four teams yes. are are solid. It's crazy to think that because you know you, you know in a weird year you could see the Marlins finishing last, but like not a terrible last. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a very disappointing year for whatever team finishes fourth in that division. Yeah, yeah. Like that might force that team into not a rebuild, but like a and, and like a revamp yeah, the roster. That might like force trade that team guys. into rethinking the contract that they just signed Bryce Harper to. Because I know you and me are talking about the Phillies. I thought you were. In the division. I thought you were going to say Lindor. Oh, you thinking Mets fourth? <laughs> oh no, because just because oh. Lindor just signed. Oh okay. So okay, I was okay. like, if you mean Lindor, <laughs> like, well, that's another one too. What if the Mets finish fourth? I think the Mets are finishing third. If, if, yeah. if, I, I guess I'll be quick. I think it's going Braves, Nationals, Mets, Marlins, Phillies, maybe. 
Yeah. Maybe Philly Lions. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, see, the, and that's that's like a totally good point that you just said. Yeah. Like, whichever team finishes fourth, it might not be because they suck. Like, you, you might be over 500. Yeah, yeah. Like, it just might be because everybody in your division kind of beats up on each other yeah. and you just lost more division games that year for whatever reason. You know, and then clubhouse chemistry goes down. And yeah. And then Bryce Harper's like, shit me back to DC, please. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Maybe I should have signed with the Yankees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, when you look at the American League, like, the Astros are probably the best team in the West, which, like, who knows how they're, how good they're going to be. I mean, the infield is still solid, but, like, who's their outfield? Yeah. Michael Brantley's back, we're pretty sure. I think, um, Right, I always get confused because remember they because remember I I think Nightingale reported he was to the Blue Jays, but then he wasn't. Straw, yeah, Miles Straw and, and uh, Tucker? is it Colt? No, Colt Tucker's on the Pirates. No, Kyle, Kyle Tucker, Kyle Tucker, Tucker. Yeah. yeah, the Kyle Tucker's pretty good, but yeah. like I don't know. And then the pitching staff is kind of like Framber Valdez, Zach Greinke, like okay, you know, yeah, like sleep, yeah. So I don't know, like the Astros are like kind of weirdly like still the best team in the West. Um, you and I both agree that we don't care about the Angels. They're not a legit team. No. Um, just because they have zero pitching. Um, and then, like, what are the A's? Like, same old A's. Like, can't beat the Astros when it really matters. I was going to say, go to four or five games top in the ALDS. Yeah. And then roll the credits in the fifth Moneyball sequel. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And then, I mean, the AL Central kind of laid an egg in the playoffs last year. Like, we sleep on the Twins. Until they win a playoff, I literally don't. The Twins could go one sixty two and zero. I wouldn't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the White Sox are whatever. Let me, let me get you here. Let me get you here. What? I'm gonna give you my third one. Okay. I'm gonna give you my third one right now. What? The White Sox are gonna be really good. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is where you and I like disagree. I know. I know. This is gonna get fun right here because these next two are gonna be a little tough. I think. And like okay. to be honest, I'm not even sure. And like my fourth one is gonna be my World Series prediction. Mm-hmm. I am still not sure who I am picking in the AL to, to win the pennant, and it's between three teams. And I think okay. we're going to talk through it here in a sec. But I think it is going to be a storyline for the Major League season that the White Sox are really good. Okay. And I think it's going to be this crazy, like, what's the word I'm looking I'm, Like, these worlds colliding in the new age and the old school of baseball. Like, I think it's going to be the weirdest thing when Tim Anderson and Tony La Russa are, like, buddy-buddy at the hip, yeah. like, <laughs> at the home run derby in Atlanta <laughs> – and LaRusse is going to be up there like, oh, that's my boy. <laughs> Tim Anderson's going to be like, yeah, dog. <laughs> and they're, like, they're going to be like lifting them off their shoulders when they like win the American League Central. And it's just it's going to be a weird thing. Like people are going to be on the White Sox media-wise. See, like you you know that the first time like Tim Anderson puts his arm around Tony LaRusso and like they both kind of like smile and laugh, <laughs> it's going to be like all over like yeah, MLB yeah, gifts, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. like Cup Four is going to have a field day, yeah, you know? Like, like maybe my we'll off and we'll all wear forty two. Yeah. You know? <laughs> It'll be like that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> See, but that's my thing. Like the White Sox in my opinion, are the only good team in that division. Yeah. I sleep on the Indians just because of the direction of the franchise. They don't have, well, Eddie Rosario's a good outfielder, but other than that, it's like Tyler Naquin, Josh Naylor, okay. Um, they just traded Lindor. And then, again, what I said about the Twins. And then the American League East, Blue Jays are actually, for the, like, I, as a Yankee fan, I'm a little worried about the Blue yeah. Jays, but everybody's hurt now. They're a panic contender. Yeah, yeah, but but they have a ton of guys hurt to start the season, which is kind of Kind of strange, really unlucky, very Yankee-like. Yeah, honestly, um, 
So to me, it's like Yankees, White Sox, Blue Jays, Astros are like yeah. the only teams that I could even see like actually competing. Yeah. Other than that, it's like, I don't know. I, we'll see what the Rays do. The Rays will always Ray. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think the NL is so much more top heavy yeah. than the AL is. And it's kind of weird because it's usually not like that. It's usually the opposite. Yeah. So. What's your two? What's your four? So, I I have to. The Yankees are going to beat the Dodgers of the World Series. I've picked that I, I, for. I've picked that since twenty seventeen. I can't. Right, so I so being to. serious, like, what makes you think that this is that year? Besides, like, just the fact that you're a Yankees fan. I think about this all the time. So I really started watching baseball after I stopped playing. So summer twenty sixteen, I really got invested in the Yankees. Didn't make the playoffs. We're actually eight games back. And then we're a game and a half back and then melted down against the Red Sox in early September. Lost it, right? So then we go into 2017 rebuilding. We go to game seven of the LCS. Going to 2018, we're going to win the pennant. We're going to win the World Series. Red Sox are better than us. Going to 2019, uh, like, you know, Stan isn't any good. Like, Judge is always hurt. We're two games away from the World Series. Going to 2020, we just signed Garrett Cole. It's just this constant, like... Like, it's almost like when the expectations kind of lower, for some reason, that's when the Yankees are better. And I feel like just, just you know, my stupid, like, baseball yeah, hunch yeah, and, like, course, course, inst- yeah. like, you know, instincts, I think the Yankees are going to, at the very least, win the pennant this year because I think this is the easiest year that they could win the pennant. Um, and then I think Yankee Magic is going to take over in October. And I think, I think they're going to beat the 112-win Dodgers in the World yeah. Series. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Because uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, like, like if you picked the Yankees to win the pennant and like valiantly lose to the Dodgers, I would have met you there. But, Cole, like, Cole goes game one, four, and seven. They just would never let that happen. Like, I think, I think they, I think, I think they would. I think this also, Yankees team. I would think that the Dodgers wouldn't beat Cole two out of three times. And I honestly, the same could be said for Bueller. With that lineup, but I just I think pitching wise the Dodgers are deeper, and yeah, that would win fair. in October. But I, the thing is, I feel like I have to lock in a pennant. Like, so I think the Dodgers are going to win the World Series because mm-hmm. I just I think they're the best team in baseball, and, it, and, I, and I think they could win. I, to me, I, I think three is the goal for the Dodgers, and that, maybe not a three peat, but I think within the next five years, if they could match the Giants three and five, I think it would be a success. And if they never win another World Series, I already think it was a success. It was all worth it, you know? Mm. And to me, honestly, I, I guess I'll, I'll give you three here. If the Dodgers play the White Sox in the World Series, which is for some reason my first hunch because the AL is down, mm. and I like teams in the postseason that don't really, they, they haven't failed that much. Yeah. And we've talked about 2019 Nationals. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, not, they, they, not really. They, they but like, <laughs> yeah. But, but, but that team, that national yeah. team was a lot different. Which yeah. is why I think that I wouldn't pick them to win the World Series, but I would pick them to make it to the World Series mm-hmm. because in the AL, a team that's not afraid to fail might have an advantage over a team like the Yankees or the Astros that are relying on wisdom. Mm-hmm. A little bit more, so I think that the Dodgers would win in five in Chicago, and that would be the one World Series. If the Dodgers yeah. face the Yankees in the World Series, I think the Yankees would throw their best punch at the Dodgers, and honestly, I think would like have a Rays like walk off in New York, and it would be a moment so cool that you would hold on to it, mm-hmm. and it would be a huge step forward for the Yankees to win 
I mean, t- to win two games in that series, and I think the Dodgers finally get their championship at Dodger Stadium. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I, I don't think there's any blood between those teams. I think it's the best team won, and it's kind of like enjoy your off season. It's like a historic rivalry yeah. too. It's like they both kind of acknowledge that this is like history, you know. And then, and then the third one stresses me out because well, I, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> I, I, I don't think the Astros are done because. <laughs> Verlander comes back for the World it, Series. It would be such a plot thing too that, like, you know, like the Dodgers, you know, the good guys in my eyes, like, they win, and like, you know, what's the sequel to that? The sequel is they have to face their arch rival. And honestly, I think with all the people that try to question, oh, the sixty-game season World Series, and all, oh, and the people arguing, well, the Dodgers should have already won one. Imagine putting all the chips on the table mm-hmm. in the twenty twenty-one World Series, and it's the Dodgers and the Astros going at it. And I think the Dodgers would sweep the Astros in four and win in Houston. That would be so that would be pretty funny. And <laughs> that might be my favorite one. Okay. I picture Correa like striking out against Joe Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> and, a, and a brawl ensuing. Yeah. <laughs> instead, of, instead of a dog pound. Like Barnes is running out to Kelly, but like Correa beats him there. Yeah. And everyone's like, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and it, it just, it's, it's, it's tough because I don't know, like I, I just, I, it's it's no question. And I don't mean this in like a ha my team. Like the, the Dodgers should win the World Series. They're the best team yeah. in the world. And that's not on paper. Like on the field, they're the best team. And it would be a disappointment if they didn't. And I, and I guess I would say my my picks to win, like if the Dodgers don't win the World Series, I would like to see the Braves or the Yankees win. Not in that okay. order. The yeah. Yankees because history and I love baseball history. Mm-hmm. And then as much as you and I clown on the Braves and like we clown on Acuna especially – the Braves are going to win a World Series. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that, but sure. The, the, Braves, the, the Braves are going to win a World Series, and I would rather it happen now so that they could get over it. Because I don't see them as a dynasty-like team, like the Dodgers no. or Yankees brewing. Like, they would win one, and it's like, that's it. Like, yeah, they'd be like, mean? cool. Yeah. I, I think the Braves would get one, and I wouldn't mind it happening this year. And also, it's just, it's just, it's just time. Like, if the Yankees are going to do it, do it. Mm-hmm. You know? And, like, if that's the case, I would hope it would be the Braves. Because... Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not in the mood to lose another World Series. Like yeah. I'm on top of the mountain. Right. Like if the Dodgers are like injury riddled in October, and I can be like, ah, eh. go next year. Yeah. yeah. You know, like whatever. But I, I think that, I to me, it's just tough to see the Dodgers not winning the last game of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I want to. I want to preface everything that I've said that, that like. It's March thirty. It's March thirty exactly. first, right? Like, yeah. Like I, I was gonna say, is it, you know, at the end of the regular season, we're gonna do a postseason prediction. Yeah. And you know, the White Sox might be a seventy five one team. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, the Dodgers might have stumbled and won ninety five games, which isn't it funny that ninety five games would be a stumble. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like I don't know, Mike Trout might be on the Yankees finally. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like yeah. you and I both yeah. know that baseball is the most unpredictable sport. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, we say all of this. Of course, the Dodgers are the best team, but, like, most of the time, the best team doesn't win. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, it's like... like, it's I, like I, I'd say the Dodgers and the Red Sox were the only teams in the last decade, I think. Maybe the Royals, but, like, I mean... I mean, cares, not, yeah. Like, maybe, maybe the Cubs. But, yeah. like, the best teams, exactly. Like, it's... More often than not, you see a team cheating or... I'm kidding. But <laughs> more often than not, you see a team like the Nationals and the Giants winning the World Series mm-hmm. because that, that is honestly a more... Perfect representation of baseball. Yeah, but I also just mean like like not even just the best team like come October first like mm-hmm. best team at the beginning of the year. Yeah, you know like were the Nationals the best team at the beginning of the twenty nineteen season? The best team until they the were of October. Yeah, yeah, they were they were nineteen and thirty one yeah. at the end of at the end of April. Or whatever, you know they were nineteen and thirty one at one time again this year. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is interesting because it's like this year they sucked, yeah. but it's like if, <laughs> in one sixty two, in one sixty two, it's like you can come back. Mm-hmm. You obviously can't come back from that, you yeah. know. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like that could be a very different prediction come April thirty first mm-hmm. than March thirty first. Exactly. Come yeah. May thirty first, you know, keep going down the list. Exactly. And you know the Yankees are injury riddled already. They're you know a bum hamstring and a Tommy John surgery away from being like. Jeez, dude, I don't know who's pitching Saturday. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. dude, I don't know who's playing left field on yeah. Wednesday. Like, you know, like, so I don't know. Everything comes with a grain of salt versus I think with the Dodgers, it's a little bit more consistent with them because of their depth. But I, I mean, mean like, like, I think the difference is, and that's why I say I think the Braves winning the pennant would be the next thing because the Dodgers have room to lose some depth and beat an American League team. But honestly, getting past the Padres and the Braves would be tough if they're not at full strength. And I think the same for those guys. Like I think honestly, like that's my that's my praise that I, I want in October with all the teams at full strength. I'm like, oh, like you want the World Series, and you know, come get it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I I I just I hope it's a wonderful year for baseball, you know, because I think all things considered, 2020 was all right. Like like you know what I mean? Like I think we actually got a pretty cool year of baseball history. And I thought the 2019 postseason was awesome, and then the yeah. regular season we were the two best teams, and it didn't pan out. So I thought that was kind of like weird mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm hoping that in 2021 whoever the two best teams in baseball are meet up again and that it's a thrilling end of the year yeah and again i like i think baseball kind of needs that a little yeah bit. and i think i think like that's what's gonna happen again just yeah. kind of like a little like, rise baseball in... could really use a yankees Dodgers world series exactly bro yeah and it's been coming it's been a, coming for four years now yeah um so i don't know i, I predicted again i predicted that since 2017 i i think this is if the Dodgers beat the Yankees in the World Series, I hope that the Yankees beat the Astros in the CS so that yeah. it's still like a, hey, that's that's a step forward right there. Yeah, dude, yeah. that's what I was excited for in 2020. If we could beat the Rays, it's like, I, I don't know. You, you At least it. on paper, we were so much better you than the Astros. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I don't think we would we would have gone seven in Astros. I think we would have swept them. I mean, if we were presented the three opportunity, yeah. like, like I don't think we, oh, I don't think we'd lose another game. That, like, if we were in the race spot, I, I, I think game you go, you four, go for the jugular. Yeah, like in game want, four. That, that's what I mean when I say that I think the Dodgers would sweep the Astros because I think yeah. there is no team like those two teams against the hated Astros that would right. ever keep their foot on the pedal. Like exactly, that. exactly. Because yeah. it's like with the Rays, it was like, I, I mean, I don't know. I didn't watch that much of the game, but it's like. You let Correa hit a walk off in Game Five. It's like, yeah. I don't know, dude. The Yankees or Dodgers aren't letting that happen. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, like that's not going to happen because because you are going to win Game Four, ten to two. Yes. You're not going to squeak by and lose Game Four, maybe tie it up, and then or extras in five. That's the case, the Game Five that he walks off, the Game Five, the Dodgers or Yankees would have won ten to two. Yeah. Like exactly. A, a gentleman sweep, but like not a gentleman sweep. Right. Yeah. Like we're stealing and hitting running when we're up seven in the sixth. Yeah, yeah. Like like yeah. Uh, twenty seventeen NLCS. Yes, like exactly. Cubs win what four to three? Yeah, game four. I mean, and then Kike Hernandez three hits three home runs. runs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like you know what I mean. It's yeah. like they made it competitive, but like nah, really, yeah. you know. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited. Like I'm excited to get back on every week because man, like we have new baseball to talk about. Like I, I had a blast covering the postseason together. Mm-hmm. And we've, we, this will be our first regular season, actually, even being homies. Yeah. So I'm excited to see, because I think you and I are going to be pretty even killed about the regular season. I but don't care about anything exactly, until more exactly. But it's going to be so yeah. fun just to clown on teams that are bad. Yeah. And then just highlight, like, why our guys are going to win MVPs and Cy Youngs. Right. You and see, then, that? that's what's funny about baseball is, like, 
Again, I don't care about anything till Memorial Day, mm-hmm. but like, Unless the cod's head is funny. Yeah, 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 yeah like yeah, the yeah, memes yeah. are funny. Like, you know what I mean? Like, making fun of bad teams is yeah, funny. Like, uh, I'm going to make fun of the Red Sox if they lose tomorrow. Exactly. You know, like, <laughs> exactly. like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if, if Tatis goes 0 for 4 with 3Ks tomorrow, <laughs> it's going to be funny. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, but if, yeah. if Judge gets hurt, it's like, yeah. It's like, all right, come back in August. Like, August, here yeah. we go again. Don't extend him, like, as long as you're fine by July. I don't care. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> so. It'll be fun. Final thoughts? I'm annoyed that ESPN has a ton of games tomorrow. All right. That's just what, I, what I've been thinking about since like right. 2 o'clock today. Right on. But. I'm excited. <laughs> Dodgers and Rockies, 1 p.m. Eastern. Yankees and? Uh, Blue Jays, first game of the day. I think 10 o'clock. Oh, yeah? 10 o'clock our oh, time. Oh, okay, sick. Yeah. All right. Right on. Well, follow opening day with us and follow the regular season with us. Opening day begins tomorrow.